Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This episode we have Netflix 232nd film from 2020. It's the psychological thriller Dangerous Lies. It's directed by Michael Scott. It stars Camilla Mendez, Jesse T. Usher, Jamie Chong, Cam Siganet, Sasha Alexander, and Elliot Gould. I'm Jesse, I'm here solo, and I'm gonna spoil this movie. So if you haven't seen Dangerous Lies, you're keen on it because you like Camilla Mendez, give us a pause, come back later on. This is gonna be a pretty quick one because I'm not gonna have an awful lot to say, but I do start the show with the fast flicks where I do a quick summary of what the film's about to give you a bit of a gist. This one is about a financially struggling couple who fall into a situation which makes them better off. But will it all go smoothly? Question mark. Ooh, intrigue. Hopefully that's intrigued you a bit to check it out. I couldn't find much about this film. When we talk about films, we like to sort of discuss how it arrived on Netflix. Uh, it was announced in April of 2019 that Camila Mendez had signed on to star in the film with Michael Scott directing from a screenplay by David Golden with Netflix distributing. And then it got to May of 2019 where the rest of the cast joined. And then we've got this film where it was filmed from the 29th of April, 2019 until the 28th of May in Vancouver, Canada. It did hit Netflix worldwide on the 30th of April, 2020. And it's actually got two wins and one nomination from awards. It won Best Cinematography in a non-theatrical feature at the Canadian Society of Cinematographers Award. And it was also put on that reframe top 100 most popular narrative list that we've seen quite a few times um, over the last few months. Some interesting things there, I guess. The only good translation across the world in French, this was actually called Lies and Betrayal. And it did have the working title of Windfall, which is an interesting uh, little concept, I guess, on, on what happens in this film. But apart from that, I might talk a little bit about what the critics and audiences are saying about this one. On Rotten Tomatoes, it sits on a 23%. That's on 30 reviews. That's very rotten. The audience has it exactly the same on 23% too. That's on more than 250 ratings. On IMDb, it is a little bit higher at a 5.3 out of 10. That's on nearly 18,000 ratings. And on Letterboxd, it sits a bit lower on a two out of five on nearly 14,000 ratings. But it has been logged by 20,000 people on Letterboxd. So a couple of people have seen it, not the lowest numbers we've seen, but you know, sort of in that, that middle range for one of these small Netflix films. My early thoughts, um, I didn't hate it. <laughs> I was engaged enough, but it is pretty ridiculous. Uh, I mean, imagine, and this is the idea of we've got this couple that inherit a lot of money and like imagine inheriting that sort of fortune and then no one asking any real questions straight away. I think that sort of just sums up the ridiculousness of this plot. Uh, and we don't really get to know much about the characters either. But if we talk about the characters, I mean, Katie's our, our main character. Uh, she's married to this guy called Adam. You know, she's struggling. She's working two jobs, supporting him. Um, and sort of falls into a job caring for this rich old dude. Um, she just makes poor decisions the whole way through the film, which sort of makes it hard to not blame her for things that happen when she does stupid things. Uh, and that sort of leads into her boyfriend, or sorry, her husband, Adam. I mean, they, they seem like a pretty young um, couple. Um, but Adam, this guy, you know, he's still studying. He really doesn't like being poor. Uh, and he sort of acts real suspiciously as the movie progresses, sort of just for the audience to feel like there's multiple players in the film. Um, and of course, you know, he really likes that taste of money. Uh, with, <laughs> so there are two main characters. The other people that sort of play parts, uh, Leonard's this rich dude who they get all this money from. Uh, and apparently he doesn't have any family, but there's photos of his family in his house. Um, and, you know, spoiler, I've said there's going to be spoilers, but, you know, he, he's killed, so they get all this money, and 
the only real person who shows any interest, I guess, is Detective Chesler, who, when you think about it, really is a horrible cop. Um, she goes real hard at Adam and makes him the suspect when us as the audience already know that he should be the suspect based on what we're seeing. Uh, and, you know, we also know as an audience that there's this dodgy real estate agent in the background who's sort of fishing around. Um, and we know we haven't heard from him in a while. So there's probably a chance he's going to rock up some stage at the end too. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of lot of things that aren't done too well. Um, the director, Michael M. Scott, he's got 56 directing credits, uh, mainly TV movies, especially that Christmas kind that uh, we cover quite often uh, as we head towards the December films on the Netflix list. But Michael M. Scott, lots of credits, knows what he's doing with the camera. Um, and that will lead me into some, like the things I liked and didn't like. And I think, you know, I've got to give it credit, that opening scene as sort of this tracking scene in this diner where the camera walks into the diner, sort of follows um, Katie into the diner and, and her going to a table to, when we find out it's actually Adam that she's serving, who's her husband. It was just like a really cool setup, the neon lights. It looked really cool. I was like, cool, this is gonna be, you know, really, really good. And now I'm gonna talk about the things I didn't like. I think, uh, you know, there's lots of times there's a couple Katie and Adam argue and early on they argue in the kitchen where she's going on about angry and you know having a go at Adam for telling her not to worry and she sort of smashes this plate accidentally and goes on about him not listening to her and how he could have died the night in the diner which is the setup at the start I just laughed because it was really poor <laughs> and then you know the, the, when we see that Leonard passes away uh, you know Katie's a bit upset and she's sort of talking to the cops and she just sort of blurts out that Leonard wanted to be cremated just such a weird thing to say when cops are investigating a death and I get what it leads to in the plot it just it's not something that a normal person would say uh, to a police officer at the scene of a death <laughs> and then there's a set Adam sort of goes back to the house at some stage and he gets knocked out by an intruder and then like Katie loses it at him again about you know what were you thinking you have to be careful how could you do this to me Ah, uh, man, it was just laughable. Uh, <laughs> there's a scene towards the end. Katie goes into the shed to sort of do a bit more investigating. And there's a mouse trap that's like a jump scare. I just laughed. I thought that was quite funny. <laughs> and finally, um, <laughs> this sort of frustrated me a bit. Uh, <laughs> the, the conclusion to the film's a little bit ridiculous. Uh, so Adam, her husband, is killed. And as he's on his dying sort of whispers, he says... It's in the garden in relation to some diamonds that he'd hidden. <laughs> and then we cut to like later, um, the final scenes, a couple of months later, and Katie's in the garden doing the gardening. And she has no idea that the diamonds are there because there's like the sprinklers go on and the, the diamonds are, sh are shining from the water. He specifically told her where it was and how has she not gone looking for them or found them. And then to add on top of all of this, she's pregnant as well. <laughs> and... If, and the reason this comes up is because the police officer asks her if she knows where the diamonds are. She's still living in this house that she's inherited. She doesn't need those diamonds. She's set. Uh, it just all was confusing and didn't make sense. Uh, some themes, some ideas. What's this trying to say? I think, you know, there's the idea of the lure of, of being rich and, you know, bettering yourself and not necessarily taking advantage of people, but taking advantage of, of a situation where, you know, you could probably get away with something um, if you, you cover your cover your traces and do the right thing. Um there's a little bit of this idea of sort of love and these two, you know, Adam and, and Katie being in love. And if they work together, they're a good team. But also on the same side, you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful with what you're doing. Um, show care, especially if you're committing crimes. <laughs> uh, what did I take away uh, from this film? I think a lot of the choices by the characters were absolutely ridiculous. Uh, there's a scene where Adam gets rid of this body that they find in the shed um, that had obviously been decaying there for years. I think they said two years even. 
when we know these characters only had known the person who owned this house and his house for four months, it couldn't have been either of them. And it made no sense to follow up. He dumps the body and the cops find this body where there's evidence or a piece of paper that, that goes back to or linking back to the house and to Leonard which is woeful because in the same prior, we, we see Adam actually burning all these documents. So for him to have not burnt one document just for a plot point, ah, uh, that really did my head in. <laughs> uh, we have a section sometimes where we go on IMDb to check someone out. I didn't go on to check anyone out, but just the familiar face that I knew straight away, um, the the dodgy real estate agent, um, Mikey um, Hayden, who rocks up, um, played by Cam um, Sigendet, <laughs> Vulchuk from the OC straight away. I was like, ah, you know, I already um, sort of categorize him as a, as a villain anyway. So it was, wasn't a bit of a, any surprise to me that he was a bad guy anyway. Uh, I got a couple of questions to ponder. I mean, like in this film, who can Katie trust? She can't trust her husband. She can't trust her lawyer. She can't trust the cops. Where are her friends? Where are her family? Where's Adam's friends and family? These two are doing it solo. I thought that was quite an interesting choice. Um, very interesting. And like, why Why did they need to make Adam so dodgy? It, did, it just didn't add anything except further suspicion, which we didn't need. Um, I don't know, lots of, lots of weird choices, but I'm gonna wrap this up anyway, because we give the rating out of, the film a rating out of five. And for me, I mean, like, you know, I'm probably being a little bit generous. It's not the worst of the sort of make no sense Hallmark style films that Netflix do. Uh, there was a film Secret Obsession, which we did a while ago, which was much worse, but the, the performances in here probably helped a little bit. Um, even if the plot was completely out of control, I still didn't hate it. So I'm going to give it a two out of five. Two out of five for me. Um, we're on socials. We've got Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Give us a follow. Give us a like if you can. The question that I want to put up there in relation to this movie, after everything that happened in this film, and this is, you know, this is in relation to Katie because at the end of the film we see she's still in this house. Why would you stay in that house? If if she's inherited this house, sell it, move on. I don't understand why she's still there. Um, if anyone has a reason as to why, please do let me know. <laughs> but I'll be back next week. I've got a another film from 2020 next week this is a brazilian one it's a romantic comedy called rich in love or in portuguese i'm pretty sure it's portuguese in brazil it's called ricos de amor and this is directed by bruno garodi it stars anita barbosa oh sorry it's actually directed by two people bruno garodi and anita barbosa it stars danilo mesqueda giovanna lancelotti and fernanda paye lemay that's what we've got next week know nothing about it excited to check it out i'll be back to chat about it then and thanks for hanging around and listening to this one.